it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And sometimes maybe good. Sometimes maybe shit. Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. So, we've had a couple of games since you last heard from us. Um, jumping straight into it, not not waiting this week. So, let's let's go with Thursday. Um, they were a better team than I thought they were going to be. Um, gave us, I, I wouldn't say they really gave us problems, but they, they just, I don't know, they just, I thought it was going to be a walkover, I'll be honest. And it wasn't. They defended quite well. Um, and I think the when they went forward, they were, you know, they were creating chances for themselves. They had a lot of corners and, and stuff like that throughout the game. It was a, it was a, I think we could have made it easier for ourselves, but it was a good game. Yeah, I think it was a proper cup tie feel for them. Uh, you sort of like, you were happy they were doing all right because they were never really a big threat, but you were made up for their fans. Their fans were brilliant, as we've all seen on, on the videos and that. They've come from the Albert talk with the flags and the banners and, They've been in party mode and really enjoyed it. And think that that went onto the pitch, give their players a little bit more hope than than they had. They created a few chances, but never really scared us. Obviously, it's hard getting the atmosphere up for a game like that when you don't really know your opposition um, and what they're about. So it was just a sort of a dead game, really, for Liverpool. Not be a bit of lack of respect, maybe, for the, the opposition. And they've done all right. I did a, going into the game, I was expecting five six nil, a breeze, play play a stronger side, and then rest a few after about sixty minutes. But wasn't the case. We had to we had to fight for the win, but we got it. So that's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think I think that was spot on what you said there. It was like a cup tie rather than a, a, a sort of European game, and uh, definitely did have that feel. I thought um, Gravenberg. I thought he was fantastic. I thought he was quite comfortably the best player for us on the night. Um, shame with Kelleher not getting the start, obviously getting an injury. How long he's out for, I don't know. Um, I, I didn't even know he was injured until the game started, to be honest. So um, that was a bit of a shock, but it was an easy night to work for Alisson, wasn't it? Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, what, what what did you make of Gravenberg in that game? Yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Everything you want to see from a midfielder, and he was here, there, and everywhere with his big smile. Um, I love seeing how much he just enjoys putting the shirt on and playing, and he's been he's been very good. Bad and what could have won us the game on on the weekend, but, but that happens. But no, I do. I'm, I'm liking seeing him getting bled into the team a little bit as well. He's not getting forced in, and you know he's been here a little bit now. Played what about thirteen games in total? Uh, maybe twelve twelve games in total. He's played three or four. Um, Got a goal, got a few assists, and he's he's starting to look like a really good player. So it's yeah. um, it's, it's always nice to see the enthusiasm from a new player as well. He looks dead keen to be on the pitch, and he understands that he's not going to play every single minute, but he's working hard and he's he's there to to start now. Really, he should be starting. Yeah, I mean, I think it's probably 
he probably might. I I think he he might think he owes a lot to to Liverpool. You know, he's kind of stagnated a bit at Bayern Munich when he's gone there, not really played like he would have liked. And then we've come in, showed faith, putting a big bid in for him for for how much he's played, um, and giving him a new a sort of new chance to re-establish himself as a as a top player in Europe because as as I've mentioned before when he was at Ajax and he was in the first team at 18 19 he was fantastic so um if we can if he can bring that back and go further under Klopp which he no doubt can do it's going to look like a bargain come the end of the season do you know what's mad as well that Billy Porter said something similar to him like you know you had a, a bit of a bad spell at Munich and that he's 21 22 he hasn't even given the chance to grow like he just he he never fitted their system. They don't play that style of play. So they've literally bought a player that doesn't fit. Something what Chelsea would do just to have the name because he's the biggest name and coming from that league at the time. Just to have him sat there, and it, it's a shame. So all his confidence is shot. And yeah, as you say, he's probably he's probably thankful a team like Liverpool have come in and given him a chance. But at twenty one, twenty two, you'd be stupid not to. He can't just go. Oh, he's he's gone there and failed because he hasn't. He hasn't had enough minutes to fail. So. Um, made up. We've got him. I, he was not. He was not a name that excited me because because of his dip in form. It was one of them. If we can get a player like him and get the best out of him for for not a big massive fee, then go and do it. But he was just out the blue, really, for me. Like when we got, we were linked to him, but all of a sudden it was just this is on and it's going to happen. And I'm glad we've got him because say there's there's characters in football and. We've we've grown up now with watching Bobby Firmino and his big smile and his enthusiasm, and he's gone. And then all of a sudden, this lad comes in, and and you you can't wait to see his smile. So it's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a weird one. Like you said, they've kind of done the Chelsea thing there, and they bought him, so no one else could buy him. And Chelsea have done that for years and years. They've done it when they bought Salah. They bought Salah, yeah. so we couldn't buy him at the time. Like it's it's a weird way to fucking operate. Liverpool don't do that. And I think that's I think that's why some of the online fans and stuff don't don't like the way we operate because we don't just go and buy players for the sake of it. We go and buy the players we want. And Gravenberg probably wasn't a lot of people's first name on the list this summer. But like we've we said it Jordan or summer, you know, the list is probably 15, 20 players long. If you're on that list, you want to even if we don't end up getting you. Yeah, you've got to have a list. You've got to have backups. Obviously, the likes of Casado and that not quite working out, which we'll probably be thankful for going forward because, he's, as you said from the very beginning, he's a bit of a knob. His agent's obviously a knob and he doesn't look the best player that we, we thought he was going to be already. So, happy days. You need to have a list of backups and whoever's on the list is, is liked by Klopp and the team. And, you know, I don't watch a lot of foreign fuzzy. I don't. I watch highlights, but I couldn't tell you the ins and outs of players. Got to make their Darren, who is just he's a footy coach. He, he just loves every aspect of the game. He watches most leagues. He'll be able to tell you every every about every team we've got in our group and every player we're going to face. And he was straight on saying that's a, a fucking bargain. That's what he wants. He want players like him. Um, there was another lad from I think Feyenoord or another midfielder. Sangare. Yeah, and he was saying yeah. just do, do what you can to go and get him. He's not classed as a as a world class footballer, but he's everything you need in the midfield. So he he was bigging him up as well. So mm. everything he tells me, I just get excited about because I have a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> one way to do it, isn't it? Um, well, he ended up going to Forest in the end, didn't he? So he he got his move to the Premier in the end anyway. Um, 
And sometimes you need to do that, lad. You need to let them go elsewhere to learn the league. And then, you know, we might have to, if we do end up going for him, I don't think we will. But if we were to, it would be a case of we'll pay 20, 30 mil more. But we know he's an established player now. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's cutting out that little two-year two gap where they're learning on the job. Hmm. You're paying so, extra to cut out that doubt about the player in a way, aren't you? Yeah, basically. But I don't think we'll, we'll go for him again. But we, I think it is, um, it's a bit telling now that we do need a defensive mid uh, mm. or somebody you can play there that actually plays in that position. Um, yeah. And I think, obviously, at the moment, we're, we weren't great against last, but going on for Brighton, we, we clearly need a defensive mid. You can, you can do that defensive role. Yeah, I mean, Brighton was a was a weird one. I think we didn't we didn't we had a good spell and we got our two goals in it. Um, and I think outside of that, we weren't very good. We started poorly as as we have done this season. So I weren't, I weren't too bothered about that. Um, but we did, we switched as soon as as soon as the changes got made, we we just fell apart. Um, Gomez when he come on and we, you know we've we've picked him up a little bit the last the last couple of well last week. Um, because he has played well the, when he started, but coming on, he just couldn't get into the rhythm of the game. He was making mistakes. Trent was dealing with Matoma, and I think if he hadn't just come back from injury, he would have seen out the ninety. Um, it's just a shame that he has just come back from injury, and he's got to be sort of brought back into the fold bit by bit, I suppose. But he was dealing with Matoma very well. Um, Matoma wasn't really tr- uh, troubling us until Gomez come on, but I think McAllister. For whatever reason, was was very poor. Um, he's come out and said, I know people are saying he, he shouldn't be starting in the six, and I agree. He's come out and said he, he likes playing in the six. That and that's what Klopp's asking him to do. He likes it. He wants to do that more. So, is he learning on the job? I, I don't know. I think we really miss Curtis Jones, um, mm-hmm. which a lot of online Reds won't like anyone saying because he's from Liverpool, so they hate him. Um, <laughs> Sway seems to go, but no, I genuinely do. I really think we we missed him massively, and I think at the minute when he, as soon as he's back, he starts again. Because right now he's one of our best midfielders. Yeah, I think McAllister's had a bit of a tough tough start. We we said all along with Sobersly being so good, McAllister is getting overlooked a little bit. Same with Endo, but you know, for me, Endo starting in the six before McAllister, he, he's better at that job. He's he's a he wants to win the ball and play a simple ball, that's what you need to do in that role. McAllister's looking to set up from afar, but it doesn't it's not quite working at the minute. Um if Sabozlay has, has a bit of an off day as well, it, it's proper talent in the midfield. The midfield doesn't get going. Um so yeah I think with the legs of Jones, get him back involved as soon as possible. Get Endo in there. Against teams like Brighton as well, like and like Trent was dealing with Matoma well, but that's not a game you bring a centre half on it right back. When, when you are struggling a little bit. You know, Trent's one of the most creative players in the league. You need to keep him on unless he has been struggling for fitness or whatever. Um, I know he's just come back from a, a bit of a long-term injury sort of thing, but if he was all right, he needs to keep him on there. I think that we did go to bits when he went off. Gomez got run ragged and I get it. Matoma's a brilliant player, but Matoma's just getting going through the gears as well. And then you're bringing on a cold player to have to deal with him backtracking and running running into spaces and it's hard. So I think it was a, an error from Klopp to do that. Unless yeah. unless it was actually required for the the safety of Trent, if you want to say. Mm. 
yeah, absolutely, completely giddy. Um, it was it was the wrong move completely, and and we we dearly paid for it. But um, you know, I think just all around we were we were just largely poor. Um, first goal was just a calamity. Um, Van Dijk again, isn't it? Well, that's it. I mean, just what that is just... reading? What is reading of the game like? If he can't see what they what they're doing, he's got the full view of the pitch. He should be able to see. They're just, and you could tell as soon as he won the ball, you knew what was going to happen because that's what they were doing. They were letting us pass it out a bit, letting us pass it out. When we fucking switched off, that was it. They pounced and fair play through them. It worked. And Allison, his positioning obviously could have been better for it, but. I, I think at the same time he obviously You're not expecting it, are you? exactly he he's he completely caught him off guard and it's one of them you can't you can't knock Allison for it but Van Dyke shouldn't be making that pass the communication was I don't know if it was there because it doesn't seem like anyone gave McAllister a shout to say that Adingra was there um, so it was just a catalogue of errors it just I think don't get me wrong I think the move so fast in live time before McAllister's even known he's on his back he hasn't even got the ball. The ball's gone before it's even got to him, sort of thing. So it's hard. But as I say, Van Dyke just lackluster and just it, it when he was doing it when he was playing well and it looks effortless. And you go, Oh, look at that for a ball. It's he's not look he's not really hard. It looks good when it's going well. When it's going bad, it's it looks shocking. It looks um, worse when it's not going well, doesn't it? Because of yeah, how it, it, like... it looks lazy, but yeah. when, when when it goes well, it, it looks confident. So, you know, we, we jump on people's backs a bit too much sometimes, but it's just how, how it is. It just looked lazy and that's what he's been like for a while. Looks lethargic and when he seems to do everything with grace, it seems like he doesn't. Yeah. doesn't seem the same player and hopefully, you know, it, it doesn't help that he's playing with different centre-halves every week as well. Um, one thing I would say is, unless, again, I don't think it was fair that Quanta didn't get started because I think he's been absolutely spot on. Hmm. So unless he was injured or whatever, I think it's wrong to just keep rotating your centre halves. It's just fucking stupid. No, you have got no stability, have you? When you keep doing it, no. Um, just every week, you don't know. Your main partnership on a football pitch is your two centre halves. Hmm. You've got to have that stability and consistency that they know who to work with. Joe Gomez with Van Dijk when we won the league was unmatched. He was unbelievable, absolutely brilliant. But when Matter did step into the fold, you knew it was temporary. Yeah, no, you knew it was a temporary fix, and at the minute, I think it's good in a way, competition wise. They all think you've got a chance to start, but play your best players. And at the minute, I think this this season alone, Quantas being up there with one of the best. So mm. give him his chance, let him take his chance until he he makes a mistake or he he shows a game where he's he's not really ready. But until then, give him a fucking go. Yeah, yeah. Um, come on to our goals in a second. Their second goal. Um. Uh, Robertson's just, just got a goal with his right foot. It's just John Arnold against Chelsea. Mm. That's all in my head, and I wanted to fucking drag him out the telly and punch him because you can see, you can see it's going to happen. He he goes to swing and he doesn't, and I can't like even if he just swung his foot with his right foot and it was a win in the roof the net. At least he's had a fucking goal preventing the goal. He just didn't. He, he flapped. And uh, this is exactly what I said about Matup against Tottenham. And but I, I but I don't think this is I don't think it's exa- I don't think it's quite the same like Matip in that position. Yet it was fucked if he doesn't fucked if he does kind of thing. And I don't think it would have worked out because he was 
I think, if I remember, he was pretty much on the post, Robertson. So if he swings the right foot at it, it's not coming, it's not, it's going back where it come from. He's at, he's on the six yard box with a player behind him, and he's the first man to block that ball. And it's it's a it's a simple block. He just he, he, if he moves into the space, he can fucking probably chest it. The ball mm. comes in. It's not like whipped in. It's bent in. So the fact that he he's had the time to to debate swinging and not swinging, you know what I mean? He should yeah. have just it's it's a eat of the moment thing. It it it's probably in real time. He thinks he's got a lot more time than he has, and it's fucked us, it's killed us. But again, coming out, the, like, fucking coming away from the game, did we deserve three points? No. So we can't keep get, can't keep winning games like that. Where it's brilliant for us, obviously, but it's like a false pretense. Yeah, we're getting three points away, we're getting three points here and there, but for for large portion of the game, we're not playing like Liverpool. And it is great to, to know you can go a goal down and come back and get points, but we need to be winning them games and we've fucking shot ourselves in the foot. Yeah, that's it. And I mean, Robertson leaving it as it's fucked you, it's fucked the rest of the defence because everyone else has seen Robbo's there and gone, Robbo's got this. Yeah. And I mean, there'll be an argument from people who say the defence, you know, they shouldn't be switching off like that, but not one player not in that situation, you wouldn't expect, if you're right there, you're not expecting them to leave it. So no, not at all. The, the other thing, the other issue we've got is about fucking five minutes later, he got a free kick in the exact same place, and Robbo was in the exact same place again. Like fucking, someone make a decision to say, "Don't put a left footer there. He can't mm. swing his right foot. Fucking put him at the back post." But yeah. again, we don't we don't man games well. We don't make decisions in game as well as we should. We just sort of go with the fold. That thing, little things like that. If it had happened again, mate, I'd have fucking at me own arm. <laughs> so no, it's it... because obviously you want to win them points with fucking that close to the top of the table and we're being robbed against Tottenham, absolutely fucking robbed of of three points, if not only a point, but fucking hell, every point counts. Then you, you start thinking, is a point away to brighten the form they can they can get into? Is it a bad point? But realistically, we've we've got to be winning them games. Yeah. And I, I don't think I don't think the standard. I don't think it's going to be a ninety point season this year. I think there is going to be. I think the likes of Man City aren't strong. They will win. They'll keep chipping away and winning games. Arsenal aren't as strong as people are making out. Tottenham aren't as strong as people are making out. We're not as strong as we think we are at the moment. We're all just chipping away and winning points here and there. But it's going to be well closer this season. Well closer. So I think mm. it's going to be obviously in my head. Every time we win a game, we go one step closer to the title because we're in with the shout. Yeah. But I think, as you've seen, Man City lost. So you're thinking, fuck sake, we could have just, we could have been a bit closer there. Mm. And every time, it used to happen all the time. Every time we'd, we'd win, they'd win. When they'd lose, we'd lose or drop points. So it just, it's going to be like that. It's frustrating, but it's mm. part of the roller coaster, isn't it? Yeah. It's, I think a lot of, I think, a bit of like senses needed with it all though. Like I've seen people on Twitter going, Oh, we're not gonna win any in the season and we're shit and the defence and this, that and the other. And it's like, all right, first with what eight games in in the league, we're fourth in the table, we're seven points better off than we were this time last season, with three points off top. It's like, yeah, it should have been we should have managed the game better. We should have won it from a winning position. But like it's not fucking 
it's not the end of the world. We're still, like you've just said, we're still absolutely in with a shout for the league. The rest of the teams aren't as strong as, as they should be. City especially aren't as strong as they should be. No. Um, and so it's it's very open this season by the looks of it. So I think a lot of just fucking calm and just fucking sit back and look at it a bit, you know, is, is needed and not over-exaggerate it. That's it. I think when we win, we over-exaggerate the win and we're the best in the world. When we drop points, we're a load of crabs and we need a new team. Mm. It's just an mad online fan base. It's, it's lunacy. We've just got, I think it's frustrating that we could be higher up the table mm. through some fault of our own, through no fault of our own as well. Um, we could have been three points further with the Trotton game and we've shot ourselves in the foot against Brighton, but we still got a point on the road. Um, it could have been worse. But again, if, if Andy Robbo throws his right foot at that ball, we come away there with a win and a slap on the wrist going, he's could have, he's could have lost points there, but wasn't to be unlucky. Yeah. We go. And you I mentioned the, the, the Gravenberg miss as well, sorry. Yeah, um, the break probably does a bit of, bit of good as well, to be honest. Regroup, hmm. go again. But yeah, that miss fucking... Couldn't write it. Soon as that, it's ah, I celebrated. I was in taggies going the bar, and my arms were up all the way to the bar. And then I seen the ball, not like not in the net. Like, how? <laughs> what? I thought it had hit the stanchion and come out. I was like, what? I, I literally I was just like, how's that not show me the replay? How's it not gone in? But like, people are trying to say, you know, it's flying at him, it's coming at him. No, that's a fucking piss easy goal. You could have put it in with your fucking knee. You're the You could have done whatever. You could have lay on the floor and had to do it. Poor finishing, but it is what it happens. I, I, to be honest, I do think it was a, a, a difficult one, the way he was running in at it. The way he's hit it, I think it is. He's tried to like cushion it. It's and... weird. The pass is perfect. It's literally like a dead soft pass. It's not like it's fizzed into him either. It's a nice ball in to, to just. He, he, if he'd have fucking slid in with his two feet and his studs up, he'd have had more chance of scoring. Mm. So I don't know if it's one of, <laughs> I don't know if it's one of them where he's maybe arrived at a, a millisecond too late for it. You know what I mean? He's had to adjust he's the way he's hit it or something. I don't know, lad. He just hasn't lifted his leg up high enough. I think he has. He's. I think he's just ex- fully expected it to hit him and go mm. in. Yeah, like not overthink it. Don't try and do anything daft. Just let it fucking just get your foot on it. And, it and it goes in and unlucky it never. Mm. <laughs> one of them, you, you, you just get on with it, don't you? Um, but look, like you said, there's a break now, so no match until the fucking derby now, which is mad that it's this early. Um, home home it's derby just... first as well, which is which is fucking unheard of in recent years, isn't it? So I'm looking forward to it, to be honest. Um, no doubt they'll fucking some for some reason. I don't, I don't get them, you know. The only game they're confident in all season, every season, is the fucking derby. The mad lad, it's their cup final. And I think, <laughs> I think it is false. I think you've got to, you've got to say it. Like, yeah. the blue text me won't even comment on the derby because they just know I just fucking screenshot everything and then send it back to them and just go. You, you just literally hang yourselves. Don't even have to argue with yourself. Just go, yes, I have. Remember that time you said you was going to blitz us? Oh, 4 0. Um, no, I'm, I'm. It's gonna. I'm looking forward to it. I think if we can get, um, you know, hopefully have Thiago back to maybe play some part in it. Who knows? Um, <laughs> Thiago, you might never play football again. Who knows? Is he fucking still alive? He is. He is. 
Wow. Surprisingly. Um, had another setback, hasn't he? I'm so glad. I've literally forgot he exists. It's, it's boring. It's literally boring. Such a shame, though, no, lad. He's absolutely world-class, but it's the most fucking boring story in football. I don't even acknowledge him as a Liverpool player. And when he plays and he's fifth for two weeks and then he's injured again, we'll enjoy him for two weeks because he's an absolute pleasure to watch and I love him. But he's fucking not worth a carry. So I see him. No, he's not. Not worth having, unfortunately. No. He's an absolute diamond. He's fucking world class, but he's made of Weetabix and yeah. it's with, with hot water on. <laughs> like what me ma used to make me lad, hot water and a little bit of milk, and they just go to mush, yeah. fall apart. That's what he's, he's made of. And I know he doesn't mean to be, and I know it must be guttering for him that he keeps getting these niggles, but you know, 32, nearly 33. I think your fucking body's telling you to call it a day soon because he literally he's just not involved enough. No. Um well I mean at least he can say he went past Eden Hazard and aging football, you know what I mean? So Yeah. <laughs> uh that, that that's always something. Um I think we can finally end that debate, by the way, as well. I just thought I'd put that out there, you know, who's better, Salah or Hazard. Um well one of them still one of them's still playing, so there's your answer. I don't get out to debate. I just put a post up before saying about him. Like, how? He had one really, really good season. He also had a season where he didn't score a goal. He's he's had no consistency throughout his career. He went to a team that's won everything and was shite there. Didn't like you go there and you stand out, you with better players and you look brilliant. He never at any point you just look shite. Um I just think it's a massive, bizarre, kind of outrageous level of overhyped. Yeah. <laughs> and no, I think, I think it's I think like... He's had moments in the game where you go, oh, he looks a really good player, and then not him for fucking three months. Mm. So you can't no. you can't put him up there with, them, with Mo Salah. Mo Salah wouldn't let him fucking clean his boots. No. He wouldn't. I think it's like... I think it's like comparing Pogba to fucking, like, Gerard, Like... Pogba, yeah, he might have three or four games where he looks fucking boss, but then for the rest of the time, he's just shit. <laughs> I seen, yeah. I seen ESPN put a, a fucking TikTok on, uh, debating it, and some American saying, "I think, I think Prime Prime Hazard is better than Prime Salah," and he said, "Can he he produced more assists consistently?" So we mentioned consistency first, and then when the other fellow was saying Salah's better because he's more consistent, consistency wasn't allowed to count then. Um, but what he said is, how can you compare the primes? Salah's prime's still ongoing. Yeah, <laughs> and it's lasted well longer. Yeah. You can't have one season of being in your prime. Fucking, it's, it's mad, lad. It's honestly. the maddest debate ever. Um, and and one, of the, one of the best goals I've ever seen was Hazard against us. Yeah. Tore us apart, but it doesn't like fucking hell how many how many people score a wonder goal and you never see them again. It's it's a fucking like a, it's like a Christmas number one and then you don't release another song. It just happens every now and again. He was a good a very good player, decent player, not world class, no, but not world class enough to be to be classed as world class. He wasn't world class often enough. He yeah. done it every now and again, and you don't go to Real Madrid and. Play hardly any part and be class world class. No, you look at look at Bellingham, lad. He's already surpassed Hazard at Madrid. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's been there three months. (laughs) Yeah, and he's showing. He's he's already the main man. Absolutely phenomenal player and fair play to him, bastard. Mm. 
I know. <laughs> it's a. Uh, I'm. I'm regretting that not happening every single week at the minute because he's just phenomenal. You know, lad, he's playing with a lot more freedom in a, in a lot worse league, and it's a lot less physical. And I, I, like, don't get me wrong, you you get him, and you don't get anyone else that summer. But it for us, it went. I don't think we were ever in the question, lad. I don't think we were ever in the conversation. Mm-hmm. I think when you've got players like Jordan Henderson and that, like making comments about it. That's what got us going. That's what mm. we were thinking it was a chance. And I think that was fucking stupid on his behalf now, in hindsight. Obviously, he's told the club, he suggested going to get him, do what you can to get him. But when the kid's already wanting to go to Real Madrid, what can you do? No point. There's no point hanging a rod out to, to just be fucking sat there waiting for this fish all the time when he's already down the fucking road, yeah. scanning somewhere else. So I think it was just a case of us Fucking hell! Not at all. Not not one bit of incest. Then joining the pool, he was always going to Madrid, and it's a shame because he is going to be right up there with the best in the world. But mm. is what it is, isn't it? That's it. Um, yeah, it's just it's just one of them. Lad, you win some, you lose some, innit? Um, yeah. My last thing on Salah and Hazard is what I always say about it: is Hazard looks better, Salah is better. Yeah, that's it. But that's that's what I mean. Like Salah can Salah works his ass off every game as well. And even when Salah's not having a good game, you know he's playing. You know he's there. He'll be chasing back. He'll be fucking trying to win the ball. He'll be getting a cob on when it's not going quite right. And say he's, he has a contribution every like one and a half two games. He's unbelievable. His stats are ridiculous. And you know the famous saying is, "But fucking every except Mo Salah." Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. But. There's not, there's literally no comparison. There's no comparison to anyone in our league with Mo Salah, no, or anywhere in that position in world football. There isn't any comparison to Mo Salah because he's his own little entity. And That's it. when we're not playing quite so well and he's not as involved as he'd like, he's still there. You still see, you see, you see Mo Salah every game. There's, there's never a game where you can make that sarcastic comment, Oh, is he playing? <laughs> Never the game because you'd always see Mo Salah. You know, you know he's dead. And you know where he's going to be. And he's always fucking wanting to be on the ball. So you can't say that about him. No, the same like level of Suarez. You can't. You wouldn't. You knew Suarez and Torres were playing. No matter how badly they were playing or what score we were getting swatted, if it was happening, you knew they were there running around trying to win that ball with a cop on, and that's what the Salah's like. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, right, let's move on. So I put a little post up on Twitter earlier. We got a few replies. Um, your little Jedi has thrown a couple in there, fucking mad ones. So we'll because he's put two in. I'm going to do his together at the end. Um, so first ones are a bit more, um, a bit more sensible, let's say, because <laughs> is as I say, are just fucking crazy. Um, but so first one is from uh, Albert six three six three or. Ron Yates Boots, great name. <laughs> um, so he said, we need a DM. Endo is a DM. Why is Klopp not playing Endo? Fucking hell, ask Klopp. Because <laughs> I don't know. Because that's what, that's this is what I was saying before. Endo should be in that in that role when you're playing a team like Brighton that are going to try and cut you open. Endo's got to be on the pitch. Um, mm. And as good as McAllister is at opening the play up, you, sometimes you, you just can't afford to risk that. You've got to have someone who's going to cover the defence. And again, especially when it's a defence that 
I've played like three times together this season. It's fucking Matip's being out, Van Dijk's being out. It's it's frustrating. So we need you need to have that as like a little diamond. Know what I mean? Like a yeah. little triangle. You need the two centre half playing together every week and Endo in front of them. It's got to be the same personnel. So as far as I'm concerned, Endo replaces Fabinho in the sense he's one of your first names on your team sheet for the structure. So mm. Endo should be playing there. Yeah. My only thought with it is, is it possible that Endo needs more time to get used to our system than the other new lads have? Um, but I, I think at the minute he's not really playing any more or less than, than Gravenberg, is he? So um, obviously he's brought two in to be fucking ready-made starters and two that might need a little bit more work to get themselves integrated into the squad, integrated into the system and then fucking come into it. So that that's the only thing I can think because I can't see another reason, to be honest. No, I can't say if McAllister's happy playing there and he wants to play there, then he's obviously probably a better player, but he's a he's a better footballer. But in that position, you don't need to be a great footballer. You need to just be hungry to win that ball and help you help your defence. And at the minute, that's where we're we're failing a little bit. We're still getting them. We're still getting our fourth in that middle of the pitch and losing the ball here and there, and it's it's costing us. And yeah. again, I I think if you've got a a defensive mid who's playing every game and we're getting like a, a stability to the back and with him and we start learning with each other. We we stop conceding that first goal and we start we start taking the lead early ourselves and going on to batter teams at the minute. But we're a fucking in a boxing fight. We're four rounds down before we start. You know what I mean? Yeah. We, we we know we're going to go down and some some teams aren't gonna let us get back into it. Yeah, as as we've seen with Brighton, so yeah, well, I agree. Um, thanks for that question, really good one. Um, next we've got at Red Nick Nish nine eight seven. Uh, so he said uh, the Liverpool midfield working because of work rate and talent of the individual rather than the cohesive unit. True or false? Sorry, lad, I didn't hear that. Uh, the Liverpool midfield working because of work rate and talent of the individual rather than the cohesive unit, true or false. So I think what he's saying is, is the Liverpool, is Armyfield working better because of the work rate of the players as opposed to their individual talents? Um, as opposed to what? The the, the last midfield? Um, he hasn't specified whether he means in term, with regards to what midfield. I think it's just, I, I don't know. Like if, I suppose if you look at the midfield that we used to have, if you look at our best midfield at that time, Hendo, Wijnaldum, Fabinho, they they were so good because they worked hard, not necessarily because they were all outstanding footballers and yeah, you come I, I up with individual think, moments. I think what he's saying is, do you think that midf- the midfield we've got now is the same or do you think it, it differs in any way? I think Sopisla is better than all of them, straight mm. away. I think he's a better footballer. I think he's easier on the eye. I think he's a lot more capable of just grabbing a game and fucking running away with it and winning it on his own. Um, but again, he needs that support behind him to be able to do that, to, to loosen the reins and let him go. Um, at the minute, we're all a little bit cautious because of because the way we're defending and stuff like that, because we're not playing a defensive mid. So in in like for like quality, McAllister's shopper slide, probably better than what we've had. Um, but... I want to see the pair of them up a little bit higher up the pitch. 
So work rate, I don't think you can question it. I think we work hard. I think when Endo comes in, he works hard. Curtis Jones runs his arse off. Um, Gravenberg, the same. They're all they're all grafting. They're all putting a shift in. Can't question the determination. Um, yeah, I'd probably say for for this stage of where we're at as a midfield, I think probably probably possibly Klopp's best midfield. Mm. Yeah, I think we yeah. You can't have a midfield that isn't working hard, regardless of how good they are. You look at the you look at these midfielders that who have been big names who've come to different teams in the past. I mentioned before Paul Pogba. You know he might he's a he's a flair player. He's he's a or at least in his own end he's a luxury player. He's not one who's going to come in and work hard for the team, which is why he couldn't get a game over Scott McTominay. Which when you say it out loud and look at it on paper it sounds fucking mad, but it's true, and that that's what it is. We can afford to have one luxury player in there, and we've got one. The only problem is, is he's always injured, so we don't fucking really miss him anyway. <laughs> um, no, no. Tiago, he's your one luxury player in that. You know what I mean? He's the one you can allow to be a little bit different to the system. Um, but you look at the, I think the midfielders we brought in, they're very talented, the the exceptional footballers, especially Sobersly, but they do work hard as well. I think Sobersly it has got the fucking second fastest recorded speed in the Premier League ever from Trachenbach, I think it was against Wolves. Um, so that just goes to show he's, he's not he's not afraid to put his foot in, but keep him as far, as far forward as you can. Yeah, no, he, he's, he's different gravy. I mean, he's said, I've compared, if you're going to compare him to a player, it's Gerard. he wants to be winning the ball at the edge of the box and he wants to be at the edge of your box shooting as well. So he's, he is a luxury in the sense of he can do fucking everything with a ball. Um, but yeah, I think, I think the midfield, we've got to we forget as well, like they've literally just been put together. It's a brand new midfield. You know, Curtis Jones is just taking that step up where he is, like a starter. And we, we've seen, we've just said before, we actually miss him when he's not playing. And I think when when it's like that, it's like Anderson without Wijnaldum. You need you need fresh legs running around that you're confident of playing alongside. And I think that's where we're at with Jones now. I think Sobersly looks a bit better when Jones is there. Because he does a bit more of the dirty work, and jo- and Sobosla is able to to concentrate more on going forward. But at the minute, they're all just a bit unsure of who's going to go and who's going to sit in. Yeah. Once we get our finger on that, and we we have a designated number six, then I think it fixes itself. Yeah, definitely. Um. So thank you for that question. Um. Right. Here we go. You little Jedi's ones. Um. I just fucking yeah. I'm just gonna say so. First one, it's been a few months since you used John Henry's time machine, but in doing so, <laughs> you've created an alternate universe where Everton support and aliens have taken over. Name three former or current centre halves who you take into battle against the bitter alien forces. We gotta be centre halves. Yeah. I I think there's only. See, I had three and then I've just thought of the different ones there. So, do you want to go first or jump me? To be honest with you, I'm starting to think that who's a centre half because thinking Tommy Smith straight away. Hmm. But did he, did he play centre half? I'm not sure, you know. So, if I was going to go with three of the hardest people, it would be Tommy Smith, Jimmy Case, and Graham Souness. But I don't think any of them are centre half. No. So, um, centre half alone, Carragher. 
Ipiah. And Martin Skirtle. <laughs> Martin Skirtle, yeah, fucking hell. He's oh, a, he was a me. Oh fuck it. yeah. Nah, Remember I mean, this red card, Kiriakos? Ah, uh, he was just a he was a mad bastard then. Um I'm gonna go I'm gonna go a bit older than that for them. I'm gonna go Ron Yates, um Alan Anson, and and Sammy Appiah. Do you know what why I say Sammy Appiah is because I remember we used to panic in the derby because of Ferguson's height. And we weren't great in the air, and then we got it here, and all of a sudden we were just winning every header off corners. We were dangerous on the attack off, off set pieces and corners, and it just changed our fortunes. And what a fucking signing he was on it. He's just turned 50. And I just remember him, it, like I was saying, saying to Samuel today, how mad is it that he's 50? Like, oh. how time flew that he's in my lifetime, he's been and gone and been retired for fucking years. <laughs> and what a player he was. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, he was unbelievable, wasn't he? Um, like you said, really properly changed our fortunes. He was the first, like proper. He was the first defender we had in in certainly in my time, sort of watching Liverpool. He was the first one we had who really was compared to the fucking best in the league. Like we didn't really have it up until that point. In as I say, in 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 the Premier League era, let's say. Yeah. Um, he doesn't get talked about was, enough, though. No, he doesn't. Like when when you're seeing like conversations of fucking. Vidic and Ferdinand and Campbell. Sammy appears up there with them. Not not asked. Shit. He is. Yeah, absolutely. Completely agree. All the all the best. Because at the time as well, obviously you had your Adams and Keown, you had Vidic and fucking Ferdinand, you had Jack Stam at one point. Brilliant defenders. You've got your John Terry's at your Carragher's, but Sammy Appears right in the middle of all them. Right. Yeah. And again, we, we weren't a, as good a team as the teams we've just discussed there, United, your Arsenal, the Chelsea's at the time. He came in and just changed us. Like, special player him. really was. Well, that's it. You know, you look at him, he, he come in and he got the captaincy. What about a year later? Yeah, um, but he also had the balls to have it taken off him and carry on. And it, it, it was the best thing we done. Because yeah. he, he, he became better again. Yeah, he was... He was... Look how crucial he was to Istanbul, you know what I mean? And that's a good six years after he's joined, yeah. coming to the end of his career in a way. So phenomenal. Um, like I said, doesn't get talked about enough. Um, right. So second one from your little Jedi. <laughs> this this one's even weirder, to be honest. Um last one, Jason Tyndall has been talking shit about you because you ripped the fact he gets his eyebrows threaded. He's clearly had Botox and he wears his wife's jeans. Name a former Ed who you get to leave him. Angry voicemail telling them to wind his neck in. Graham Shunes. Yeah, I mean, that was my choice as well, to be fair. Right, right. Um, yeah, Graham Shunes. Or, or, no, Shunes. The only other one I could think would leave a good angry voicemail would be Carragher. Yeah. Um, but it's Shunes every day of the week. <laughs> or Tagleys. Tagleys. Fucking hell, yeah. Dead. Um, although I think if we could pick anyone, who, even if they weren't a Liverpool player, I'd, I'd go for Sunes or, or Roy Keane. Yeah, that that, and that's what's mad is that I thought of Roy Keane as well <laughs> within the same bracket as Sunes, but yeah, I don't think he's um, he'd lay like on Sunes like no, no, fucking hell. I mean that's why he's left Sky. Let's be honest, isn't he? <laughs> um, 
yeah, fucking belter as always. Unmatched. I said that to him. I replied and said your questions are just unmatched. Um, ridiculous. But the That's fun daily, crazy, aren't Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, but look, because you've got to listen fucking clear to what you're asking. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, what I have noticed is we did forget to talk about our goals in the Brighton game. Um, so let's quickly run back to that. And um, first goal, very smart by Harvey Elliott. Um, yeah, was in well within his rights to take a shot because he was in a perfect position for it. But when you got Salah next to you, shouting, <laughs> scored nearly fucking 200 goals for us, you're leaving it for him. Yeah, and do you know what? Fair play to him because I think he could do it a goal for his confidence. And mm. that, that I think if he shoots, he scores. Yeah, but I think Salah's obviously in a probably just a bit of a better position, a little bit further back, a bit more time to think of where he's going to put it. And fair play for listening because he mm. could have just smashed that. Yeah, and what I would like to just say as well, fair play to Salah, because the first thing he done when the ball at the back of the net was went straight to Harvey Elliott. Yeah. Um, it, why did he go off? Elliott? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about it, to be honest. He went off at half-time, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, I don't... I, like, again, McAllister was poor throughout. So, like, he's the first one. Your, your number six isn't quite working. It's not going quite as well. If you're making a sub there... You bring an endo on for for the for him because hmm. Harvey Elliott never done much wrong. No, that, that would he, have been the change I'd make. Chasing rounds and pressing, even though some of the others weren't. So, yeah, it's a bit frustrating that. Hmm. No, absolutely, that would have been the change I would have liked to see myself. But I, I don't know if he's injured or something, or if he was if the plan was for him to always play forty five minutes. Or something. I, I don't know. I genuinely haven't seen anything about it. No, um, second goal. Um, Nice, you know, choke slam by Pascal Gross. Um, How's he not sent off? So, I think what they're saying is because, and it's 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 stupid, but I think what they're going with is because he wasn't facing the goal, it wasn't a clear denial of a goal scoring opportunity, mm-hmm. and because because the defender and the keeper were there, that's also one of the factors that have played into it. And I, again, I think it's bullshit, and I think he should have went. It's, it's but bullshit. he should have at the very least had a yellow. Yeah, he's about to hit the ball, mm. and if he hits the ball, it goes in. Just mm. again, he keep if that was the other side, and it was like a fucking goal where Zobislav done wrong, they put they show a still that made it look fucking ten times worse. So show the still of where his foot's about to make contact with the ball, where there's a player a yard behind him, a full stretch dragging him down, and a goalie a yard the other side where he can't reach the ball. Show mm. us that still, and then send the cunt off. Because that's what that's what you do if it was against us. How can you have that that game against Newcastle outside the box? Van Dijk touched the ball first and then hit the man. How the fuck that a, a, a goal scoring opportunity when you're on the edge of the six yard box when a fucking goalie lying down on the floor and no one else around you other than a player who's got all your neck? How the fuck that not a goal scoring opportunity makes no sense. I know. Um, and, I mean. Hit. And I, I, I know they got rid of this. Oh, Mike Dean has, has made himself look like an absolute twat. Arrogant um, fuck a lot of them. Lad, even that, that ref on that Twitter and the time be polite to them, but the fucking little teams of refs that turn up to argue with you, all smug, arrogant pricks, a lot of them. There's not one that even the, you look at the pictures and you just you go, oh, he's a referee or a busy. <laughs> Definitely one. One of the two. I don't get it. Like, the 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 comparing things players are doing. I see him once a day. One of the one of the referees is getting ridiculed because he's given red card. 
but he hasn't even looked in the direction of the player when he's done it. He hasn't had the decency to put the red card up and speak to him. He's just showed it. And the ref, this referee's put, well, you celebrate when players do a no-look goal. So it's about, it's it's the same. You we, we So see is, is, is a ref sending someone off is equivalent of a goal? Is that what he's trying to say? That's how it, how it sounds. Does he get a like, bonus for sending someone off? Is he well, is he it, is he a traffic warden? For, does he get it, more money if he gives someone a ticket? It looks to me that they're starting to celebrate when refs do things to get in the limelight, which is not what referees should be doing. The referees should be doing stuff for sport and integrity and making the game right. And that's what Paul Mason's saying. The game, the rules have fucked up the scoreline. Liverpool have scored a legit goal. Take the game back. Fucking scrap your shit rule that you can't kick the ball off or and go back. And be honest and say we fucked up here. It's mm. a goal, but yeah. you can't hack it, lad. You just can't. You can't. No, no, you can't. And as I say, Mike Dean looks like an absolute twat after after Saturday. You know who, who's he? To, you know, I think one of them must have mentioned putting ex players in in VAR and stuff like that. And he, Mike Dean, goes, "Well, we can't do that because football players don't understand the game, as he's just proved." It's like I'm not. Being, if he was in, if that was two fellas in the pub, he would have got chinned. Yeah, he would have done. Because it's just pure arrogance. And that's yeah. what they like. What, what ref, refereeing's gone wrong in England because the referees want to be seen. They want to be on the telly. They want to be in the back of the fucking newspapers, whether it's for right or wrong. As they say, any publicity is fucking good publicity, isn't it? And that's what they want. I don't know why. Just fucking ref the game like a referee or fucking spew it. Yeah. But it's getting boring now. It's every fucking single week there's a debate. There's a debate about poor refereeing. Fucking bring the loads in from Europe and fuck they, these English cunts off because they're shite. They're mm. absolutely shite. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it, look, it's not even really worth going into again, but obviously it was another decision that probably should have went our way. Uh, the one thing I will say is people were saying another referee mistake cost us points. It didn't cost us points whatsoever. We played shit. That's what cost us points. Um, but I think um, what I would like to say is what I just want to point out, Nunes was very smart for both of the goals, I thought, as well. Um, especially the winning of the penalty. He's got in front of the keeper and, and laid it off to Sobersly. I think that was very, very smart of him. Um, looking very unselfish in here as well. Mm. I think could probably like to see a bit more selfishness in his game because he'd get a few more goals. But yeah, then everywhere, um, worked hard, chased around, doing the right thing. But we just mm. didn't look he just didn't look good. What no. you say, obviously we didn't deserve to win the game. So if that's a red card and we managed to, to scrape through because they can't attack us as much, then we probably do win the game. But it's it's one of them games where up until then you don't deserve it. So, mm. But it's happened to us, lads, where we've, we've lost the game when we haven't deserved it. And you've got to just take them fucking small wins when it happens in your favour because it's not happened enough for us. Um, but again, I think the Van Dyke one, I think that could have been given a penalty as well, to be fair. Yeah. So his, arm, his arm is out. His, or no, I actually disagree completely. <laughs> it hits his leg first, his arm's out. His arm's not by his side, it's out. And it hits his leg first. I just think on another day, that could have went against us. So I've got, I think anything that goes, anything that happens in the game now, I've just got an horrible feeling it's going to go against us. So when it doesn't, I'm part grief. Mm. No, that, that would have been, if he would have given a penalty, it would have got overturned. Reckon? 100%. It's the laws of the game. So they can't, they can't be harping on about, oh, we can't do this because of the laws of the game and then give a penalty, which 
I, I was surprised they didn't give a penalty in real time, I'll be honest. And I wouldn't have questioned it until I'd seen the replay. And then VAR would have checked it. They can't be going on. We can't stop the game because of the laws of the fucking game. We can't stop to give a goal and then go, uh, well, I know it's the laws of the game, but he's on board. It's always a pen. It's like, but the laws say if it hits under the body part, if it hits his leg first and then it's his arm, it's not a penalty. So it would have got overturned 100%. They've been under the spotlight and under had that much scrutiny the last fucking two weeks. They couldn't afford to have got something like as big as as that wrong. Like the the sending off is is six of one. You know what I mean? It's it's one. I, they'll they'll throw anything out there to make a team like it's the right decision. And if that's what's saying, fair enough. But there would have been no way to escape that one getting it wrong in that situation. Same with the goal that never got given. This is what's mad, lads. Say for instance. That's, say for instance, gameplays on there, and then VAR are looking at it behind the scenes, and then fucking messaging to us here. He'd stop the game and go and give a penalty. Yeah, it's weird. He'd stop and go and give a penalty. He'd go back. I can't. It's, it's, all, it's all fucking mad, lad. As, as Paul said, no one's gonna die. No fucking hell. It's not gonna hurt anyone. Just admit you're fucked up. Make the correct decision that makes the the game have the correct outcome, and fucking go again. Yeah, not it. Um, well, this probably went a bit longer than we envisioned, but it's been fun. Starving. Um, I'm starving. <laughs> but look, um, obviously it's internationals at the minute, so we won't be well, we won't be talking about the game next week, but we'll probably come back and do a, a proper dedicated derby preview. Um yes. because it's always fun to buzz off the minute. Um result didn't go our way Sunday, but it's just one of them. We we move on, we carry on. Um and then we go and smash the shite. Until then, up the Reds. Up the fucking Reds. Sports Social Podcast Network.